Proper Madness, formerly Beautifully Broken. My name is Savvy and I give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves as well as our past and present experiences and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. Welcome back, everyone, to Proper Madness. Today, I have Shane Feldman Scar, aka Feld Scar. Um, he has decided to grace me with his presence on this podcast and talk about some music. Um, so I'll let Shane introduce himself. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity to be talking about mental health and music. Uh, little back back part about me. Uh, I started really loving music uh, when I was going through some rough patches in middle school and really identified with how music can make you feel and how powerful that is. And in, in high school, uh, I started burning C CDs for my friends of my favorite tracks and people started to like him. And I, the older I got by my senior year of high school, I think I had to burn over like a hundred CDs for my friends because my playlist had gotten so popular. And I've always gone with the mantra ever since then through my DJ career up till now, uh, trying to only pick music that I feel. Not just like listening to, but I feel some sort of connection. That doesn't necessarily mean I can explain it, but it pulls me at my heart strings a certain way or at my mind a certain way. Um, so moving forward from that, I uh, went into college, started DJing around a little bit, uh, got some bigger gigs, met this guy named Luis Amaya. We started a little music label called Rem Label for a bit. Uh, had some great shows, met some other great people and did some music videos. And the whole time I didn't do it for like clout or anything. I, I really did it for, I really thought I had a message that I think people would be better off if they engaged with it. Like, I feel like I have something to bring to the table, not just trying to take away for myself. Um, cause that's what I think is at the heart of music is giving, not taking. Uh, so moving forward from that, uh, a little bit more about my background. I've DJed for some big places. I've opened up for Blaster Jacks at Academy LA. Uh, I've released music on iTunes and Spotify. If you look me up on Instagram, I actually have releases on there that you can put in your, uh, stories and all that stuff. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but what really drives me to this day is definitely um, that that feeling and connection I have with music. And when I'm DJing in front of a crowd at one of these bigger shows and I look up and just see like a whole wave of people just enjoying it and smiling. And, you know, I see the bartender twerking on the table or whatever. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, good. <laughs> it's working. And, I, you know, that's just where I feel at home. Like my happy place uh, mm -hmm. is like almost like a music therapist <laughs> you know <laughs> try, to, try to give you your daily dose <laughs> i like that i really like that you explained that so well like so eloquently oh, and straightforward um so growing up was there anything that you struggled with or went through where music kind of helped you through and if there are oh, yes. any specific like bands or whatever you can yeah um well 
there's been a lot of different times in my life of struggle from family events to, uh, you know, just like girlfriends being shitty or a friend being not the person you thought they'd be. Um, and sometimes even in good times, like when I, when I used to play water pool and win a game, like a song would just pop into my head and it's just kind of a DJ thing. Like song just pop in your head. Like, God damn it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I would definitely say a couple artists I really identify with. Uh, Dead Mouse for sure is a big one. Um, Boys Noise. And I just love Skrillex. I know he, everybody, you know, is like, oh, Skrillex, Sunny D. But I'll give you a little something I, that most people probably didn't know. He was into metal music. Uh, and I went into a vape shop over in Hacienda Heights. And there was a guy that knew him and went to his show back when he was in a metal band. And they said, yeah, thank God he transferred because he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he found his music. He found his genre, you know. But I respect that. You know, I respect the hustle that he, He's not just a DJ, just like I wasn't just a DJ. I played the trombone. I played bass guitar. You know, oh, wow. uh, you understand, you respect the music more because you come from that background from a real instrument. You know, um, you, yeah. you have a better understanding of music theory, I guess. Um, there's another artist, too. Ah, I feel like there's one more. Ah, come on, Shane. Oh, um, Kill the Noise. Oh yeah. I, I yep. killed him his, his whole like his if you watch his music videos and the way it lines up with his music, you can totally tell that there is such a message behind his music when he releases stuff. And same with Skrillex and Dead Mouse. That's why I like them because they're so image driven. Like they have an idea behind the song, like a, almost a visual image, and then they'd create it into music for you. I like the way your brain thinks. I I thought I was the only person that thought that way about music. Yeah. I, swear. <laughs> no, I yeah. was like, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a visual person too. So mm -hmm. even when I listen to music, because I was into EDM or whatever too. When we we, oh, cool. we both went to Whittier, but when I went to Whittier, EDM was like a really big part of my life as well. So I totally resonate with that. Um, but mm -hmm. to me, going to festivals was like my escape from the other shit that was going on so oh yeah yeah and so that music that, that's like what that i love too. about djing for a crowd and for music it's like uh you come here for whatever reason but my the reason i'm there is to help you escape mm -hmm. like escape whatever your mental state is and come join whatever i'm trying to make you feel yeah. you know come join this new state of mind for a day or two you know what i mean yeah um and and the guy that taught me how to dj amaya is an og dj from rave culture back before it was mainstream oh, yeah. so he's all about like you know it's all about the tribe about you know the the love the overall love of the community and things like that so i always try to do that um you know pay it forward like this upcoming saturday i'm going it's $30 a ticket, but I'm going to support my homie over at Cash One LA because um, mm -hmm. he's playing a big show. So, you know, it, it's I think it's just important to always support your friends and support other artists, you know, that are trying yeah. to make it because it's fucking tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up sort of in Whittier with Amaya. So I know him very, very well, oh, yeah. very well. Uh, for Feldscar called Dark Vibes. And 
when I say dark vibes, and I'm glad I have this opportunity to explain this to people in the case they don't understand entirely, doesn't necessarily mean like dark, depressive mentality. The music can necessarily be that way. And I have an upcoming EP called uh, Vengeance. And it's about three different villains that I identify with. And 2020 was a rough year for me. So I, identif I identified the emotions and created these three different villains. Or Drew, so one of them's a Joker, one of them's Soundwave, who's a Decepticon robot from Transformers. Yeah. And then the third one is, I like anime, so it's one of my favorite anime villains from One Piece. Uh, his name's Doflamingo. So, uh, but I'm trying to, before I get ahead of myself, my point is, is that even though it's dark music, I used it as a therapeutic way to let out dark emotions and negative emotions in a healthy way. Yeah. And that's why I developed the phrase dark vibes, because it's helping you acknowledge and explore the, that darker side of you mm -hmm. with that in a healthy way, rather than like you just acting out and going crazy. Yeah. You know, being able to sit and acknowledge that, okay, I have these emotions inside me doesn't mean it has to control me though. That's yes. what that phrase means to me, at least. Do you, so you also feel that like, I think you said this in the beginning, that any sort of music that you listen to sort of helped bring those emotions out of you so you could express them, like you said, in a healthy way. Was there Correct. a moment in your life where that kind of clicked for you where you're like, whoa, wait a second, this is what I like about it? I, I don't want to say high school. Cause I was just kind of, I was still trying to figure it out. I knew I liked music and I knew I had some sort of hunch for it. If I had a bunch of people asking for this burn CD from this nobody, you know? Um, but um, I would probably say that clicked for me, like the, at that full realization, mm -hmm. like that enlightenment was probably my junior year of high school or co sorry college junior of college yeah because that's when we started rem mm. and i think that's when i started to really realize like i could actually do something in this business music yeah. business you know, this music world you know i think i have something to offer and i understand it enough because after that point i've been studying under amaya a couple years so mm -hmm. um for sure i would definitely say junior year of college was when that happened for me that's really cool. Um, what's the message you want to convey with your music or get out there? This is the new logo that I am working on. Oh, that is really cool. I really like that. Coming soon. I also have hoodies and whatnot uh, that people buy. And you're welcome to have one if you want. Oh, pff, uh, of course. I love anything <laughs> with like skulls and yeah. yeah. So we uh, and uh, so that's the new logo and it looks kind of creepy. It's a melting skull and dark vibes. But again, my message is, is that I use darker sounding music, darker beats, etc., darker tone to help explore that, um, that space, that emotional space in a healthy way, you know, because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people try to push that down and I've been someone that's done it too, push down those emotions, but eventually it'll, it'll explode and in a yeah. very bad way and probably towards people that you care about. Mm. Um, so my message is that, you know, identify with music and, you know, don't be afraid to go outside what you only like, like explore music because that could also help you explore internally with your mental state. Mm. 
Yeah. And different emotions that you might not even recognize that you have. And it can help you start to identify and help deal with whatever is connected to that. Yeah, oh, 100%. I had a moment, actually today, where like a random song came on on my Spotify. It's not something I would ever listen to, but all of a sudden I just got really sad. I yeah. did cry. I cried in my car. You know, it's like very standard. You know, I mean, but <laughs> it's music. I, I've cried when I've been making yeah. songs. I'm like, that's a sad melody, Shane. <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> like, you know? whoa, we just went real deep with our emotions. Yeah, you know. But yeah, no, I totally resonate that with that. It does help your emotions come out if they're trapped. Um, and you should explore other other sides of music, like your emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that if you come to my set, you're going to be leaving depressed. I promise it's party on with Shane's <laughs> DJing. If Bellscar's behind the ones and twos, it's going to be a good time. But you might feel something a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like take your audience on an emotional journey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Take them on a nice emotional journey. Have you ever had that moment? I know I have where you're like th- sitting through a set with a DJ. For me, it was above and beyond. Um, and it just literally takes you on an emotional journey. Have oh, you yeah, ever had a moment sure. like that? Oh, yeah. Um, I would say for me, that was Whittier when um, Hard Summer was at Whittier Narrows. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time Jack U was performing live. And the first night, it was rain. It like started to rain when they started performing, and there was these giant towers everywhere in the crowd that were just black, like just black silhouette towers. And I was like, "What the hell are those for?" And they're just like, "If you don't give a fuck about the rain, make some noise." You know, Skrillex saying that. I was like, "Ah!" And as soon as it dropped, right when everyone screamed, all those giant towers throughout the crowd just lit up with flames. I was like, "Oh my god, (laughs) this is the most epic!" Like. It, it, it was a Kodak moment in and of itself that I will mm. treasure always, you know, because it's just like yeah. you're there with a whole crowd. Everyone's just dancing to the music. There's this madman with a crazy haircut on stage, you know, <laughs> just telling everyone to scream their head off. It's just it's it's the beauty of electronic music. You mm. know, it, it really just turns everyone into a giant tribe. No, it does. <laughs> and the, DJ, like- the, the DJ is the chieftain. Uh, yeah and it i feel like now that sort of culture is i mean i don't know i haven't been to any festivals lately but i went to hard summer oh god the last one that they had uh i want to say like 2014 and i remember oh, going, okay. yeah i remember going just like <laughs> things are different like the vibe isn't the same mm-hmm. you don't have that collective hey everyone yeah. just has your back and you're there to experience something together Sadly, um, I would agree. Yeah, and it sucks. I miss, that's why I would go, because you felt like every person that you met in some way became meaningful to you in in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. That's definitely, I think, unfortunately, there's been a, as EDM has grown, so has mm-hmm. the uglier side of EDM Yeah. and electronic music. Um but I mean, that's up to everyone to pull it back or just keep letting it plummet, you know, like no yeah. one artist can do it by bitching on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. no one fan can do it. You know, it, it's got to be a collective effort. Um, yeah. I'm trying to do my part and it sounds like you are too. Yeah. Um, I, my, I guess to anybody that um, isn't sure about where they, uh, where to go to find that vibe, I'd say go to the smaller stages. Mm. Usually the smaller stages still have that vibe for sure, I promise yeah. you. Um, go to the house stages. They always, the house people are always uh, 
the nicer ones at a festival. <laughs> they are. Ones. Don't, don't go to the excision or rhythm stage, you know? That, no. that, oh, that, dear God. It's like a mosh pit in the center. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go to the house stage. It, I promise they're nice. They have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I listened to one of your lives. I think it was last week. I think it was oh, last cool. week. Um, I really liked I really, really, really liked it. What's the motivation behind like you doing that? Do you always have an idea going into it or do you just kind of yeah. wing it? No. Yeah, that's the best part. Um, so I do do SoundCloud. Uh, you know, I do pre not pre-recorded, but mixes that I post up on SoundCloud. That is like the new mix, who this volume one and I have volume one through volume five. Now I'll probably come up with volume six within the next couple months. But these ones I do specifically because it goes, it's funny you mentioned that about Amaya, right? Because it goes back to that original route that Amaya taught me how to DJ, mm -hmm. which was to, um, you know, don't look at the sync, don't press the sync button, listen and feel the music. That's it. Just yeah. listen and feel. So that's what I do with those live sets is just me listening, feeling, trying to just show off my talent of like no cue points. I'm just loading the songs, feeling it and just mixing it together. And yeah. it's just, and it's going back to those original house roots. Like you said, you know, bringing back the culture to that, you know, yeah. that nice once upon a time, you know, type of mentality. Um, so that's what I try to do by just no cue points, no flashiness, or just some cool visuals in the background and a guy DJing, you know? <laughs> I like it. It's it's because yeah. then you're just focused on the music itself instead exactly. of everything else. Exactly. You know, and if you and if you ever see me on live, I'm sure many people have seen me play live. I do plenty of goofy poses on stage as it is. You know, <laughs> so it's good to have the visuals. So I I don't you know sweating as much during the live streams. <laughs> Um, did you ever struggle with any sort of like mental health disorders or like oh, depression yeah. or whatever? Uh, depression, uh, a lot. Uh, I didn't know it honestly until 2020 hit 2019. I started to have a better idea that, I, Oh, maybe I do, but I went a long time being undiagnosed, just thinking there's something wrong with me or like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. saying like, why can't I just be like everyone else? Um, but now I've gotten diagnosed, uh, you know, I have therapy music's doing well you know uh take i have medication uh which helps too and it's yeah. all but it's nothing like that completely changes my mood you know it's just something yeah. to kind of help um but all in all um i would say if you think you have some sort of mental health condition like get help it, it's not a weakness uh, as someone that thought it was and tried to go and just you know uh, white knuckle it for so long. Um, don't, <laughs> it makes it a lot harder to get help later on and makes the process a hell of a lot harder. Um, and it's not a weakness. If anything, it'll make you stronger for even acknowledging. And that's the first step, you know, acknowledging yeah. that there's maybe something wrong with you and that's what, okay. <laughs> what motivated you to eventually uh, get help and start therapy and everything? I realized how it was affecting me and how it's affecting my my loved ones and my friends and things like that uh like i said you know if you don't address it 
it, it comes out in nasty ways. And I started to see that myself and started to like actually hear what my friends are saying, like, you're different, like you're off. Yeah. Um, so I guess just like opening my eyes and shutting my mouth or opening my eyes, opening my ears and shutting my mouth, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. probably really helped. And just getting to a place where you're just so t sick and tired of being sick and tired that you're just ready. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think and that's the important part. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like being a male too. Do you, did you face any of that stigma um, getting help or any of those like preconceived ideas that you used to have about it? Um, not a lot. A lot of it was probably built up in my head. I got a little bit for sure, but it wasn't like you know just hate mail on hate mail. <laughs> you know, there's the occasional person be like or something like yeah like what well, you know just whatever but you know the toxic masculinity that we all know and love so much but yeah <laughs> it was uh for the most part no everyone was pretty like acknowledging accepting and you know rooting for me like dude i'm sorry like that sucks but yeah. understandable like let me know if you need anything which is great oh, that's you know, good that's, that's definitely what you want to hear that's really good. That's good to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, because yeah. you never know with that, unfortunately, because of the toxic max masculinity, like you said. Mm -hmm. It's sad. Do you feel like there's any sort of stigma that you faced in um, in in mental health and in relation to pursuing your dreams too? I know, like that can kind of coincide being a creative and how that can defeat us. Yeah. Um. It can be. Okay. Uh, it can be, it's tough because if, to put it in like, if I was an actor, I would be a method actor, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning I have to get into the role. Just like yeah. if I'm making a song, I have to get into the music. So making these darker tracks, sometimes like I have to check myself for sure. If I'm like getting too actually emotionally and mentally involved in it. Like yeah. it's starting to actually like my face starts to get more like and like sad <laughs> and I'm like okay I need to take a break like Shane go get some sunshine you know <laughs> or whatever. Um, it it can be tough too during live shows um, sometimes at least like before everything like in 2020 happened when there were live shows. Um, it, it was a little tough sometimes just if I was having a down day, mm -hmm. and I would definitely say now that i've acknowledged it um it doesn't mean that the tougher days aren't any easier it just means i i can wake up knowing that i can deal with it better yeah uh like i have the tools like i'm not just like oh my god i feel terrible i have no idea what to do like i'm like okay today's a rougher day i i have this i can do i have that i can do you know i have a checklist of people places and things and other you know my music and work and other things and outlets that I can use. Mm, I like that. When you when you have a down day, do you notice that your your music will kind of take shape to it? Do you ever create? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, it's awful and wonderful at the same time. Mm. Um, so honestly, it's a it's kind of rough, but I would say when I'm in a worse mood, I'm better at music than when I'm in a, like a really good mood. Isn't that weird how that works sometimes? It sometimes works that way, but hey, play to your strengths, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like, I talked about this in one of my other podcasts, but it's almost like 
there's an art in the suffering in a yeah weird you gotta way. suffer for your yeah. art a little bit for sure mm-hmm. now, there's definitely a correlation there i i as someone that's uh couch surfed a little bit um <laughs> you know pursuing my dreams i can definitely um <laughs> agree yeah. with the suffering for your art how did that how did that affect your your mental health I and mean, that could not have been easy it sucked because we were trying i was trying to find people to move into a place and also djing live trying djing live events and uh trying to find work at the same time and and, oh man but i still kept doing my music because that's where i always find joy no matter what situation i'm in like that's the one thing that's always consistent in my life is my music and my enjoyment of it you know yeah like even if i start off pissed doing music research i'll end with like man i feel good like that was awesome (laughs) i found some good music (laughs) can't wait to share it with everybody you know i like that i like that a lot um my last and final question is um if anyone is listening that has resonated with anything that you've said or you've been through what would you say to them what would be the advice that you'd give them um like i said it's I've definitely been through the grinder a little bit and everyone's been through the grinder and something that I learned early on um, is that it doesn't necessarily matter how much you've suffered because let's say you you and me as example, let's say you've been through more turmoil in your life than I have Mm. that I don't know what that's like. So yeah. whatever turmoil I'm going through is going to feel almost to the exact same level as yours because I don't know any higher. Yeah. So that's the way if you feel like you're one of those people that's like all down and dark and on your pity pot, my advice to you is to also recognize that you can be such a strong pillar for so many people if you get right within yourself and look outside of yourself because sometimes you can't find the answers within Sometimes it's by just, you know, fake it till you make it. Try to be a better person. When you go into Starbucks and order a drink, genuinely ask the person or, order, or getting your drink order, like, how's your day? And say it with a smile. You know, you never know what one little action can cause, like, a whole chain of awesome, positive things to go on. Um, it's okay if you're in a dark place. A lot of people are. Uh, I'm still getting out of a couple, you know, myself. But what's important is you put one foot in front of another. And if you can't do that, then crawl. If you can't do that, then think about crawling. <laughs> you know, it, it's whatever level you're at and everyone's at another level. And it's always progress over perfection. And I'm always here. <laughs> and if you ever need some tunes to help you uh, feel better, you can always check me out uh, online. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at F-E-L-D. S-C-A-R-R, Feldscar, uh, artist name F-E-L-D hyphen S-C-A-R-R, Feldscar. My name is Shane Feldscar, and you can follow me on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, whatever the hell else there is, Twitter, there's another one. <laughs> but uh, I really appreciate this opportunity, and I hope that I at least touch someone with my words and my rambles. And uh, I hope I maybe found a fan or two. Uh, and, you know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And I hope I helped somebody today. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. 
Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.